You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. riches you have in Jesus Christ. Some of you have been set free, but you don't realize the chains are gone. You don't realize the chains are gone. You're still living in bondage. Oh, friends, brothers and sisters, what joy you are missing out of. What joy you are missing out of because you're still enslaved to the flesh, not trusting in the Holy Spirit. Are you still operating out of bondage even though Christ has set you free? In today's message from Pastor Dave, he encourages you to walk in the freedom in which you've been given through Jesus. Jesus died to save and set you free. Don't stay in bondage. Realize the freedom you've been given and walk forward. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 1 John chapter 2 as he continues his message, But You Have an Anointing. You are So John was concerned, and he's concerned for us today. He's concerned because the churches in his time were full of men going around spilling wild tales about Jesus, spilling wild tales about being born again. That's great, but you need this too. These Judaizers were coming from all over the place trying to make people follow the law, trying to make people be circumcised. So John tells us who these are. Who are these antichrists, and how can we... Identify him. Well, he says that in 22 and 23. He says, who is a liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. These are the Antichrist that John had previously talked about in chapter and verse 18. The Antichrist that have come out from us. They are those who deny that Jesus was the Messiah. These are those who are saying that Jesus is not God. They're denying his deity. They claim to have the truth. John says, no lie is the truth. You can believe a lie. You know, some people believe a lie so long that it becomes truth to them. And they will argue vehemently that that's the truth when indeed you know already it's a lie. But they believe it in their head. These men and women were deceived and sadly they became deceivers. Is not that still happening today? Are there not organizations that call themselves churches that are teaching that Jesus was not God, is not God, that are teaching that Jesus and the Father are not one? They're denying his power. They're denying that they're the cross. They're denying the power of the cross to move sin. It's happening today, folks. It's happening today. And some of you who believe that everything written on the internet could get swallowed up in those lies. Because you can go to the internet and you can read this stuff. And it's there. But if you know the truth, you'll be set free from those lies. Those lies won't even bother you. They won't even come near you. 
Because the Holy Spirit will quicken your heart and go, that's not true. How many of you sat before in, in front of a teaching, whether it's on TV or in person or whatever, and had somebody say something and all of a sudden your heart goes, wait a minute. You know that's not true. You know it's not true. That's the Holy Spirit touching you. I love, I have to quote John Corson here. Quote, unless I understand that Jesus is himself the wonderful counselor, the everlasting father, unless I understand that Jesus is who he claimed to be when he said, I and the father are one, unless I take Paul's words at face value when he said that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, my perception of the fatherhood of God and the sacrifice of his son will be terribly skewed. Think about that. Think about that. John declares this in no uncertain terms. It's so easy to lose. If you deny the son, you deny the father. Cannot separate the two. Jesus, the father, are one. And I'll go a step further. Jesus the Father, and the Holy Spirit are one. One God, three persons, the Trinity. If you are worshiping one God and you leave Jesus out, you're not worshiping as a true Christian. To be a real Christian and have real Christianity, you must worship the Son and the Father as one. The context makes it clear that to affirm that Jesus is the Christ has to do more with saying that than just he's the Messiah. It has to do with understanding his relationship to the Father. In other words, someone could say, I believe Jesus is Christ as I define Christ. But we must believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, as the Bible defines Christ, the Messiah, who is fully God, fully man, who perfectly revealed the Father to us. And there's an interesting aside to this. The word Christ means anointed one. The word Christ means anointed one. This, to me, is what makes Peter's profession of faith in Matthew 16 so absolutely incredible. Because he said it before the Holy Spirit was given. He said these words before the Holy Spirit was given. One of my most favorite verses of all times is in Matthew 16. In Matthew 16, beginning in verse 13. I'm going to read verses 13 through 17. I love this verse. And I particularly loved it when we were over at Caesarea Philippi, sitting in the same place where Jesus said these words. They were so poignant to me and made such a difference in my heart. In verse 13 of Matthew 16, Jesus looks at the disciples in Caesarea Philippi and he says, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they began to guess. Uh, Some say you're John the Baptist. Uh, Some say Elijah and others Jeremiah or you're one of the prophets. Jesus isn't satisfied with those answers. Jesus wants to get personal with everyone, so he asks what I call the inescapable question, a question that every single person in the entire world will have to answer one day. He looks at them and says, Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Without hesitation, without hesitation, Simon Peter stands up and says, 
Thou art the Christ, Son of the living God. Here he's using that word Christ, the anointed one, fully God, fully man as it's understood. He's making that statement And the Holy Spirit hadn't been given yet. But he's making that statement because of Jesus' own words. Look what he said. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Which simply means Simon, the son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father is in heaven. He got this supernaturally from the Holy Spirit. And he quotes this. This is the truth. The truth like never before. Thou art the Christ, son of the living God. Wow. He's saying exactly what Jesus said the entire time he did ministry, that he was in the Father, and the Father was him. He had come from the Father, and he's going back to the Father, that he and the Father are one. It is a unique sense claim to deity. Holy Spirit was the one that revealed this truth to Peter. He opened Peter's mind so he could understand, and the Spirit must continue to open our understanding as well, or we'll never understand. If you don't yield yourself to the Holy Spirit and allow him to open up your mind to the truth, you will never understand the truth. And you'll be led astray. If you hear a passion in my voice, it's because I don't want to see anyone led astray. I don't want to see anyone go down that path. And it's possible, folks. It's possible. When Paul was writing to the Corinthians, still in chapter 2, picking up in verse 12 that we read, but going to 15, this is what the apostle says. Now we receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We've read that. These things we also speak, he says, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But... He who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Wow. Listen to those words by the Apostle Paul. We have the mind of Christ given to us as the Holy Spirit in us rises up and teaches us all things. That mind. Two of the greatest proofs that a person is a Christian is, number one, what they say about Jesus. Is he God? And secondly, is he their Lord? And in 1 Corinthians 12, in verse 3, it clearly says, Therefore, Paul speaking, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Wow. Big words. Incredible stuff here. There are too many people who come in and they got their spirit on. And they look so spiritual, so religious, that the first thing they do is they reject Jesus Christ. While their religion or spirituality may do them good in this particular life, it might give them a basis for morality, it might give them a basis for true good behavior, it does nothing before God. Because when they reject Jesus, they reject God. John says, you have an anointing. You have the Holy Spirit who will lead you into all truth. You know all things because you know the truth. 
John has been teaching us about the real life, the real life of a Christian, a life that is real. This is what he's speaking about, a life that is real, that is guarded from deception because the Holy Spirit dwelling in them has control and is teaching you all things. You have a real anointing. These others, these antichrists, they're counterfeits. They're false. And you know it because you can point them out. You can see it. You can hear it. They're not true. They're not of God. This is the greatest proof of the real life that John wants you to know. The knowledge that you've been given the Holy Spirit to discern between good and evil, real and counterfeit. Do you realize that you can totally be set free? Totally? Do you realize that you have power and freedom today through Jesus Christ? That the truth is for those who are in him, abiding in him? So what kind of life are you living? Do you have the power over sin and temptation? Are others drawn to Christ by the example of your life? Are you living that self-imposed poverty like the old woman? You can't find the Holy Spirit because you ignored him. You've greed him. You quenched him. And you threw him away someplace. And I don't need him. I don't believe in that. He's going to make me run around the room naked. Are you ignorant of the riches you have in Jesus Christ? Some of you have been set free, but you don't realize the chains are gone. You don't realize the chains are gone. You're still living in bondage. Oh, friends, brothers and sisters, what joy you are missing out of. What joy you are missing out of because you're still enslaved to the flesh, not trusting in the Holy Spirit. Christ has come to set you free. Christ did that for you on the cross. Now, believing in him has given you the most precious gift of salvation. And as a down payment, he's giving you an inheritance that he's come to, by the Holy Spirit. So many things are available right now. So many things are available. Like, did you know that there is power available to you by the Holy Spirit? There is power available to you by the Holy Spirit to be his witnesses? In the first chapter of Acts, the disciples were with Jesus. He's about ready to ascend into heaven to be with his Father. He's about ready to, to be taken up to be with his Father. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you've heard from me. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. These are Jesus' words, folks. You shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And we here at Calvary Chapel believe in the three different experiences with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you. He is in you. And the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you and give you power to be his witnesses. And that's what happened in the book of Acts. They waited in Jerusalem. They waited. And days passed. And they waited and waited. They were all together in one room, in one accord. They were all there. Praying. And you know, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And they began to speak in foreign tongues. And as they did, people in the, in the neighborhood said, they're drunk. They're drunk with wine. And Peter, the same Peter who hid because a little girl challenged him. The same Peter who tried to cut off the ear of Malchus, who did cut it off, actually. The same Peter who was in and out all the time, constantly in trouble. Now, endowed by the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, stands up and says, men and brethren. And he gives this incredible, incredible sermon about Jesus Christ and 3,000 people got saved. 
that day. You tell me what the difference was. Same Peter, same guy, but he had the Holy Spirit. Jesus had breathed on them in John 20, and they said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they received it. And then Jesus says, wait for the power from the comes on high. And the power came upon him, and they did that. And he preached this sermon. This power was accompanied by gifts, the gifts of tongues. It was used to edify the body of Christ. Power comes with different gifts, prophecy, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, healing, all sorts of things that come. It's evidenced by those gifts, and most of all, it's evident by the gift of love. But you might speak in a foreign tongue. You might have a power of healing. These are the gifts that we desire. Scripture says desire the best gift. Desire the gift that can be used. Where are you today? Where are you today? We live in such a crazy, crazy time. Such a whirlwind is happening in our country. I can't even turn on the news anymore without getting sick to my stomach. It's appalling what is happening to our country. But folks, we are Christians. We are Christians first and patriots second. Our allegiance is to Jesus Christ. That's where our allegiance lay. And we need to follow him the best we can. And if you're trying to follow him in your flesh, you're having a hard, hard time. You're having a difficult time. And you're struggling. And you can't understand why you're struggling. I'm here to tell you that Scripture says you're struggling because you haven't submitted to the Holy Spirit. You haven't submitted. Maybe you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you're still floundering. And you don't know where to go. He's given you the promise of the Father. He's given you everything for life. And it's right there. It's right there. Well, how do I get it? Well, Jesus said, ask. Ask. Simple ask. Fill me afresh. You know, I read through the book of Acts. And I know that once we're filled, we're filled. But Paul says, be ye being filled in, in Ephesians 5.18. A continually filling. You know, you take a glass of water, you pour it in, the water's up here. But then when you keep pouring it, the water flows over, but the water never goes down. That's like the Holy Spirit coming out of you. Be ye being, being filled. And every time I see in the book of Acts that the disciples, after they had met with the Sanhedrin or after they had been beaten or after they had been turned down, all this, they got together. And the first thing they did was they pray for what? Boldness. And I read the Holy Spirit came upon them and gave them boldness. So they were refilled and recharged. It's like taking the brand new electric car and you run it and 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 eventually it dies down because the batteries are dead. And you got to plug it in. Well, they're getting recharged. We're being filled. Constant filling of the Holy Spirit. Constant feeling. Wanting what everything has. Wanting what everything he has. Everything. Where are you today, my brothers and sisters? I plead you, I plead with you to get right with God, receive the Holy Spirit, and then ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and be renewed and, and get that strength and that power to walk out there and witness to someone at Wawa. Witness to someone wherever you may be, wherever you may go, do that. These are the last days. John said, this is the last hour. I'm telling you, it's the last minute. 
It's closing fast, folks. We all have brothers and sisters and families, members, children and grandchildren, whatever. We have people who are not saved, and they need Jesus Christ. The world needs Jesus Christ. Look at it. They need Jesus Christ. He didn't come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Oh, my. My goodness. Don't stick the Holy Spirit in a drawer. Let him out. Let him out to do whatever he chooses to do. I can guarantee you're not going to run around the room naked. If you do, it's not the Holy Spirit. Sorry. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Ask and you will receive. Brothers and sisters, I implore you, as, as your pastor, as your friend, as your brother in Christ, I implore you, don't let the day go by without having this experience in your life. Maybe you've never accepted him. Maybe you've never accepted Christ. Oh, maybe you think you have, or maybe you're trying to fool us that you have. Well, what a better place to start than accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Accepting him in your life. And when you accept Jesus in your life by confessing your sin, confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It says when you confess your sins and accept Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in you. And you have that Holy Spirit here within. The Holy Spirit with you right now convicting you of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And you have that Holy Spirit in there. But then there's another experience. People get offended when I say baptism of the Holy Spirit. Those aren't my words. They're Jesus' words. He said them. Be offended at him, not me. I'm just relaying God's words to you. You saw what happened in the book of Acts. If not, go back and reread it. Find out what they did. Scripture says they turned the world upside down. Friends, if any of these things describe you, you need to let me pray for you. Maybe anoint you with oil that you would receive the Holy Spirit this morning and watch what God would do. Watch how God would use you to reach a dying world, a world that is going to end up for eternity without God, eternal darkness. Now, I might be speaking to the choir. A lot of you are choir members. I know that. But there might be one or two of you out there that are kind of sitting on the fence. Kind of like, don't leave today without making this decision. Don't leave today without allowing the Lord to come into your life in a powerful way. Maybe you haven't been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need that today. Today's the day. I'm going to call on you after service. Come right down here. I'll anoint you with oil this Yay. Don't wait. Don't go home looking in the drawer. I know you're in there someplace, Holy Spirit. What do I do with you? No. He's with you. You are We'd love to keep studying the Word of God with you again next time on Assure Hope. In the meantime, we invite you to learn more about this program by visiting our website, assurehoperadio.com. There, you'll find our archive of previous messages from Pastor Dave Shank available to listen to and even share with your friends and family. 
Just look under the Messages tab. You can listen to additional teachings from this series in 1 John or jump into another book of the Bible. A Sure Hope is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cape May. If you're without a church family, we'd love for you to join us this weekend. We meet weekly on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. and We'd be happy to meet you and hear your story. You'll find all the information you need by visiting assurehoperadio.com. Look on our website for directions, as well as the various ministries that we offer. If you live further away or are unable to come in person, we understand and we'd still love for you to be a part of our church family virtually. You can join us for church online through Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just follow the links that are available at assurehoperadio.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information. Well, this edition is coming to a close, but we're grateful that you've been a part of our listening audience today. Make sure you join us again next time for more from 1 John, where Pastor Dave has more to share about this book. We look forward to that time with you again as your heart is reminded of God's love here on A Sure Hope.